Thank you for listening. This is part two of John McMullen's interview on Getting to Know You, a podcast introducing Jewish Federation of the Desert CEO Alan Potash to leaders, influencers, and people of interest in the Coachella Valley. I'm Jeff Hawker, and I'm here with my co-host, Alan Potash. Jeff, thank you very much. And John, thank you for sticking around to do part two. As I shared earlier, I'm a radio junkie, and I'm kind of um, very impressed by your resume, and there's a part of your your history that we didn't get a chance to talk to in part one, and that's, um, I don't know if you'd call it the digital era, but Sirius XM Radio, Sirius Radio. Can you just talk about that transition from streaming through the airwaves to the digital world and what that was like for you going through that transition and then transitioning to the actual streaming of going onto uh, an iPhone or through the computer. So it's a technological change that you adapted to rather quickly. Sure. And thank you uh, again for having me. The The thing I think that is that really stood out to me was when streaming media, when I first heard that stuff was being built, that they were coming up with this product called Real Audio and that Microsoft was developing another product called Windows Media. Uh, I got really excited because I thought, wow, finally, here is going to be the the democratization of media. You don't have to be a multi-million or billion-dollar corporation now to be able to talk one to many mm-hmm. and do it in a, you know, I, I could just see already there were going to be really talented, funny kids who were going to be sitting in their parents' basement in, you know, Orlando, Florida, and and doing morning shows that people could be listening to in Tucson, Arizona, or, you know, in Boise, Idaho. But it did take a long time for that to proliferate. Um, And part of that was on the technology companies because they made it very expensive to do. Yep. I remember telling my boss when I was at Real Networks in Seattle, uh, Rob Glazer, I remember telling him, Rob, the problem you have to understand is that you want to charge a company $10,000 to be able to reach 100 people simultaneously with a 100-stream real server. I said, now, if you can get that, that's great. But that's not going to be a lot of companies because they're going to look at it and go, well, we can buy an advertisement for 50 bucks and reach uh, you know, uh, 100,000 people in a minute on radio. And... You know, and you're telling us that we can reach a hundred people for as long as we need to, but it's going to cost us ten thousand dollars to do that. So, those dynamics had to work out in order for streaming media to really proliferate. So, and, the, the, I don't mean to cut you off, but if I remember correctly, Sirius was a subscription service that I had to pay nine ninety nine or something a month. It was, yeah. but the thing was, is with streaming media, which you know came before that, you had something that was presumably like radio was going to be free to the end user. But the digital world was now here. And there were people who saw the opportunity to try and create a way to have a national audio service, you know, that worked as well as the national television services did. Mm -hmm. And of course, with TV, most people get most of those national services um, either through a satellite feed or through their local ca- cable carrier. But 
the complication to do the radio thing with with satellite was that you're constantly moving target usually a lot of people are you know most of the people who have satellite radios the large majority of them were going to be in vehicles so um there were a couple of different uh systems that were designed and the original one was the one at Sirius Satellite Radio the guy who invented it um actually a uh Jewish man himself uh David Margulies was the okay. was the inventor um uh, and he along with a rocket scientist literally a NASA <laughs> rocket scientist who was his co-founder um they came up with this method of being able to um have a three satellite system uh work where it did uh basically a figure eight configuration over north and central and south america you know so it was these satellites that were in orbit that were um moving constantly and because of that you had to have three of them because one of them any time would possibly be out of range and they were coming from uh 22,500 uh miles in outer space but they had a much better projection over the United States than did the competing system which was the XM system. XM used a system that was about um half that uh uh half that far out in in outer space but it was because of its being closer to the earth the curvature of the earth presented more challenges so there'd be more dropout in places that when you were not out on the open road so they had to put um significantly more than Sirius did XM had to put all these ground repeater stations uh throughout the United States for you know for their technology to work and so there's just, I don't I'm going to just share with you Mike my, my experience so I had Sirius and I had a box a little digital box that I hooked up to a speaker system mm-hmm. and I could choose all the channels I wanted to choose and I could take that little box and put it in my car and do the same thing uh and so but I had to have antennas you know in right. my car and in my house but it was the best way to have you know radio wherever I wanted it when I wanted it in a variety of different shows yeah so of course thank, so thank you for doing that well well don't thank me thank Mr. Margulies but um <laughs> but it it didn't go so well in in the fact that uh they were supposed to be first market and because the initial chip chipset that they had designed uh didn't do its job the FCC turned it down and so XM sprung ahead of them and became first to market um however what Sirius had that was uh you know the thing that really still kept it in the game was they were really the first ones on on the table with um uh with these relationships with automakers so they had um three really strong solid um relationships they had uh Daimler Chrysler and they had Ford and they had uh uh BMW and all their various subbrands um at the time the only one that they had at at uh at XM was with General Motors. Um the GM deal though also came with the fact that GM was also their single largest uh investor and debt holder. And so there are all these various dynamics behind the scenes on trying to get it where people would be able to have either or in either kind of vehicle. 
And so that's where, of course, um, various aftermarket radio companies came in to play. So you could get, you know, your XM in any serious car, or your serious in any XM car, that kind of thing. Um, I think I gave up before that. The merger? Yeah, before the merger. Yeah. Well, I in the end, uh, I wasn't very – I like competition. And I wasn't excited about the merger because I knew some of the players on the inside. But I think it was what, you know, arguably – uh, with the the landscape now that we have with all the digital media out there, I think it was a necessary move for those companies to be merged in order for satellite radio to succeed. And look, uh, today they I think that they're doing a few billion dollars a year in revenue, and that's great. And um, I remember I was part of the um, team that was there when uh, when we put the deal together to bring Howard Stern. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, and and uh, uh, I know too much about that, you know. So there's some things I'm not allowed to repeat, but but I can tell you that a lot of people were very critical of um, Sirius for putting that deal together with Howard. And, you know, because they either had moral objections to the stuff that came out of Howard's mouth or, you know, whatever. I mean, I remember our CEO at the time, Joe Clayton, he was on the uh, board of directors at the uh, Rochester uh, Archdiocese in New York. And he was afraid that the uh, bishop was going to be having words with him about uh, putting Mr. Stern on the radio. Um, but uh, as most good um you know as most uh i'm sorry i'm business yeah as most good as most most good business leaders uh you know or capitalists would uh say you know what matters at the end of the day is the green in the register right right? and And uh and so people were like are you crazy you're gonna give this guy 500 million for five years to come and do this and, you know, 500 million, 100 million a year to that guy. And the thing was, is that a subscription was $146.45 for a year at that time. And if Howard brought in 1 million listeners, that was $146 million. And if he brought in a couple of million or, you know, I mean, exponentially, it was... And he had a fairly substantial audience. And they were smart enough to look at that and go, this makes all the sense in the world. And it wasn't as though Mr. Stern got a hundred or that he got a hundred million himself each year. That was the money that was given to him for the entire enterprise. He had to hire his own staff. He had to pay for the entire new build out inside of our building and things like that. So there were a lot of costs and a lot of employee, you know, related expenses and things like that that came from that money each year. So it was a really wise move. And it was, as we liked to joke about inside the office at Sirius, the day that Howard Stern was hired was the day that we went from being called Cyrus to Sirius. People <laughs> people knew how to pronounce our name after Mr. Stern came to work there. And, and um, they should never... Uh, look at that as being anything other than than the move that saved sat- the satellite radio industry. So that that's a great story, and I'm glad to know that it, you did it firsthand. 
because uh, again, I followed this as a user. I want to move in the few minutes we have left. I want you to kind of give us an overview of how you view the podcast industry, because that's an extension of, of satellite radio. Well, uh, you know, podcasts essentially started the moment the streaming media started, because that's when people first began to put audio content available anytime on demand mm -hmm. up on the internet. So I think even though we haven't called them podcasts since the beginning, I think that podcast is the original, it's, you know, the original work uh, of digital audio entertainment and information. And I think that it has been not surprising to me, but uh, enjoyable for me to watch the success that podcasts yeah. have had in terms of the amount of people who consume them, the number of podcasts that are out there that are being made. Um, I just, uh, you know, I was just reading the latest statistics uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, in terms of how many, um, how many podcasts are out there, that's, the sad thing is, is that the majority of them uh, don't get beyond eight to 10 episodes. Episodes or listeners? Episodes. Oh, we're almost there. <laughs> I think it's the <laughs> listeners because we, I checked our download last week. We're averaging about 18 listeners to our podcast. I have another podcast that has about 25 listeners that has over a thousand downloads. So I feel pretty good right now. I'm going to help yeah. you. I'm going to help you change that. Okay. I, I want to just, I'm going to close up, but I have to tell a personal story because I, I, as I shared earlier, I'm addicted to this process. I'm, and I like the spoken word. So in the early 90s, when the Internet went to the World Wide Web and you could have images instead of just words, I called a friend of mine in the art world and I said, Marty, we need to do an interactive with the, the images. We need to look at galleries and museums and look at artwork and call the artist up and have them talk about their work. Or have critics call. He says, no, no, nobody will ever be interested in any of that stuff. <laughs> and I still kick myself for not pushing him into it. Because that was like 1994, 95. And uh, it is, it's, but it helped generate my interest in podcasts and continuing to, to build on the spoken words. So you know what my number one frustration with podcasts is, though? It's that there's just not enough time. You hear about something and you're like, wow, I really want to listen to that. And then you think, I'm going to go back and get it and all that. And the next thing you know is you're already six behind on something else. And, you know, but it's, it's great that there is such a uh, huge lot of content out there. Right. And as we talked before we started the first episode, our first part of this, the technology has made it a lot easier. You know, we're recording this on an iPhone. Uh, in my early days when I started doing the podcast, I'd have, you know, microphones out and then I'd have to edit it. This is unedited. This will go straight from this to our server. Um, but it, it, the iPhone has made it much easier. And the Indeed. quality is okay, too. Not great, but yeah, I don't sound like Conan O'Brien, but, you know, I do have a face for radio, so it works on both sides. <laughs> we all do. But I can tell you this. Um, I would have been a billionaire had that iPhone been around five years earlier than it was because it was that device, those types of devices, I shouldn't say specifically the iPhone, but, um, but our smart telephones, um, 
Have those been around in the days when we launched uh, my original, um, you know, streaming media venture that the one that, you know, we went out and raised capital for and, and had all these different niche channels for, um, it, it would have been a whole different game because people would have been able to take it on the go instead of being weighed down to their 56K bottom yep, motor. Yep, yep, I, you know, I yeah. agree with you. Well, thank you for the work that you have done. Thank and you. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. And Jeff, you want to take us out? This has been Getting to Know You. Thank you for listening today. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Thank you, Jeff and John. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, it's a it's real pleasure. Been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you.